The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning and welcome to Success Happens, everybody. It is great to have you here with us and it's great to be with you. And I, um, I'm still in this season of, you know, I'm, I'm going through this revelation that there's a point at which we need to do some forgiveness, right? Uh, there's been, you know, I look around the Republican Party in particular, and I see a tremendous divide. And it just shouldn't be so. We all want the same things. Because we have different personalities or approaches or styles, really, who cares? We have to separate the personality from policy and just start to really hone in on what's best for our city, state, nation. And the fact that we're our own worst enemy. I mean, the Democrats just sort of have to fire a shot that gets us confused. The next thing you know, we're shooting each other. It's crazy. And... That needs to stop. We're not going to all agree. We're not going to all agree on moral issues sometimes, even even in the case of Roe v. Wade or, you know, it's hard to imagine somebody's willing to kill a baby, but they are. And so people have concerns, you know, about different issues. So we have to we have to uh, uh, have some compassion and, and room for people to have their concerns be legitimate. So as long as we're fighting each other, we're not going to move forward as a party. That's the first thing. The second thing is all Democrats aren't evil. They might be uninformed. They might not subscribe to our philosophies on social moral issues or even financial issues, but they're not evil. And I think that we have to come together as a, as a nation and have more compassion. Um, and there are times where you have to draw the line. I have become this warrior princess who is very willing, as you know, to speak my mind and I won't be, um, intimidated by anyone and we have to get back to being crystal waterford clear as my old boss used to say about what's important to us and what's important to our families our businesses and our nation and um, stop compromising on the things that put those things at risk or tolerating the people who put those things at risk or accepting a system that puts those things at risk. So one of the things we're going to talk about today is the election system, because I'm not over that yet. And there are things happening. And many of us have been on this roller coaster ride of glee and sorrow and everything in between, because we see our nation slipping through our fingers. Just on the news, they were talking about how Thanksgiving will have an unwelcome guest being inflation at the table. It didn't have to be that way. 
And I don't think any Democrat, independent or Republican listening or not listening believes that that inflation is okay. It's not okay. And whoever and whatever ushered it in is responsible for the demise of our country. And it needs to stop. So I have with me this morning my dear friend who I reached out to. I said, help me decipher what we're dealing with on the election. So once again, good morning. Welcome, Liz Harrington, who's a spokesperson for Donald J. Trump, our 45th president. And soon to be 47th. Yay! <laughs> I, know. Good morning. I know. Some people, and you know, in listening may may cringe at that thought, but I don't. I, I don't believe that there's any better person to try and recover us from where we are than somebody who's already shown he could do it once. Exactly. And that's what he talked about on Tuesday. And he touched on pretty much exactly what you just said, which is we know things are so bad in the country with the border, with the crime, uh, everything going on with our kids' education, uh, inflation, obviously. But we also know it doesn't have to be that way. And it wasn't that way just a short time ago. And really the theme of his uh, message was to uh, not just get back to where we were, but we can be so much better. And it was very unifying. And everyone kind of needs to throw aside their preconceived assumptions um, if you're on the left or if you're in the middle or wherever you are, even on the right. Um, And just listen to that speech. It's very, you know, optimistic at a time when we don't have a lot to be optimistic about. Um, But we need hope and we need someone that's going to bring everyone together who loves this country because make no mistake, that's what it's about. It's about our country, which is clearly slipping away. And if we don't have a voice at the ballot box, what do we have? And so that's why I think it's so critical to fix that um, with these issues that we're seeing right here in Frederick County. Yeah, because... You know, I think about monarchies, you know, the, the the queen was the queen. I mean, there was no choosing her. She was assigned to you, right? We don't want assigned leadership. We really don't. Now, using that same analogy, the parliament and all of that, you know, they were elected officials. But, you know, at some point, the people have to have confidence that our voice is being heard. And this election system is broken, at least. And I think it's broken because people have mucked with it intentionally. So, therefore, it could be a fraudulent system, and we're trying to identify whether that's the case. The, you know, if something looks like a fish and smells like a fish and and, and, and tastes like a dead fish, then it probably is a dead fish. So, If you look at what happened over these elections, let's take Frederick County, Maryland, where we sit. In Frederick County, all of a sudden, they just announced Michael Huff just lost that election for county exec. He was winning. Neil Parrott just lost that election. Guys, if it smells funny, probably is. So 
what we need is for people to understand more about this process and, frankly, speak up. And there are a lot of people, I want you to know, out in the state of Maryland and across the country who are fighting for your voice. They're fighting for your vote and they are fighting for our country. And I, you know, I really appreciate the opportunity, Liz, to speak with you about that because you're one of those people. And I and. I want to talk about President Trump and DeSantis, and then we'll move to the election. You know, DeSantis is amazing. He will be president someday. I really believe that, but not now. You know, this notion of putting him up to challenge Trump, guys, that's what the left wants to happen. You have to really think through their strategies, because if they take down the power of Trump, they create confusion in the market Right. We don't like confusion in markets and in a capitalistic society. And all of a sudden, DeSantis becomes a a viable candidate right now to challenge Trump, which frankly throws Florida into a tither. We need DeSantis in Florida to make sure he keeps our stronghold state as the as the demonstration of success for all governors across this country. And there will be four years for him later. He's a young man. He's talented. I adore him. But my feeling is we need Trump now because he's demonstrated he could do it. He did it once. And he has been fighting for us nonstop since he came down that escalator and maybe before as he was preparing to run. So what are your thoughts about DeSantis versus Trump? Well, look who they fear, right? Why do they have to announce a special counsel yesterday? I mean, it's absolutely absurd. Why is every force of the world out against Donald J. Trump? Because he's effective and because he's not owned by anybody and because he represents the people and he'll do whatever he has to do to get the job done and represent them and fix our country. And we're not going to get that with anyone else. And also just look, look who's supporting some of these other people. I mean... It kind of says it all. You got the billionaire donor class. You got the Paul Ryans. Uh, you got those same, you know, establishment forces. So I would take a hard look at that. And listen, he's been there. He's already done it. He knows where the landmines are. And he's so well positioned. He, he's the leader of our movement, just plain and simple. And that movement is growing. It, it is not going anywhere and it's a force to be reckoned with and he laid it all out on tuesday he he's the leader of that movement but it's not about him it's about the country and it's not going to just take him it's going to take the country it's going to take every america loving patriot out there to get involved at the local level and do what they can because this is a people-led movement and there has been a lot of talk about this. This election is stolen at the local level. It's stolen at the precinct level. When when anomalies, they like to call them anomalies, okay, when anomalies occur, like my ballot, I had to try and put in four times. Not try. I had to put it in four times. And then I had to flip it over for my second page to take. Right here in Woodsboro, Maryland. Okay. I experienced that. That is an anomaly. When, and we'll talk about Carrie Lake's race because I know you're deep in that one in a minute. But back to Donald Trump, 
when he said, I'm going after the deep state, he put a target on his back and they haven't stopped. Because the truth here is, guys, if he is effective in taking down the deep state, people have committed treason. The consequence is death. It's very serious. So people are literally scrapping for their lives if they've committed treason. And they'll do anything to win because their life's at stake. It's, these are very serious times. And I hate to be so heavy because I'm really fun. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this is a serious topic that, that we've just witnessed, the import of it. And by the way, you're going to experience it over the next six weeks in the holiday season when you can't afford as many things. You can't buy as much food. You have to cut back on the whatevers. And oh, the, by the way, lower the heat two notches. Because you can't, there's only so much disposable income that we have because our rates haven't gone up substantially enough to offset the inflation and the devaluation of the dollar. So all that being said, Liz, let's talk about this election. What are your thoughts about the anomalies? Well, regardless of, you know, all these different things we could talk about. The simple fact is that this system does not work. Why are we supposed to have these machines? It's supposed to be fast. Well, here we are, 11, 12 days after the election, you still don't have results. So clearly that's not being used properly uh, if it's they're – not, they're not counting them, and it's not working. 48% of the machines broke on election day in Maricopa County in Arizona. What a coinkydink. Right. Early voting, everything was smooth sailing, right? Not a hiccup, not a hitch. And then they come out and say, oh, first it was one in five. First it was 20%. Now all these, you know, over a week later, we're hearing it was half, half. And that is not, there is, there is no coincidence. I mean, that is purposeful. You, and if it wasn't, they have to be fired. Either way, I mean, whatever the explanation is, that is unacceptable. If we have these, first, they don't work. They take forever. I mean, it's not rocket science, people. You have an election. You see the returns come in. You see the total votes on election day. Who votes on election day? Who told everyone to vote on election day? Republicans are voting on election day for the Republican candidate. Independents are voting on election day for the Republican candidate. You get to election night, you see all the votes you have. Huh. And then you take over a week to count, quote unquote, you know how much you need. It it is the textbook playbook of every third world country. And that is what we're becoming. That is what we will be unless we get rid of this. And President Trump, again, laid it out. He laid out a core set of principles. And I think there's even more that we can adopt and get behind but it's you know, voter ID, paper ballots, same-day voting, and crucially, same-day counting. You have to count and on the precinct level. You yeah, because have these at each point, at each point, counting when you po- where there's so much room for manipulation. Yeah, sorry to talk about no, you. At, at, at some point, when you when you pause, there's room 
for deceit and manipulation. If you stop your process, there's room for breakdowns or integrity issues, whether they're intentional fraud or they're just an oops. So you want to, everybody knows this in operations and process. The more times you stop and start, the more times you have for failure or, or worse, you know, people cheating. So <clears throat> I forgot one, of course, yeah. no mail-in ballots, <laughs> no excuse, no mail-in ballots. I mean, we had an absentee system that was fine for people that actually are going to be absent, that need it. This mail-in ballot system is so rife for f- fraud. There's no chain of custody. And that's why France banned it in 1975. It's absolutely absurd. Everyone knows that if you want to have wide-scale fraud, you use mail-in ballots. That's that's the method to do it. I mean, even the New York Times used to say that back in you know 2010 or 2012, whenever they had a big story on this. Everyone knows that it's clearly a, a problem, and it's leading to all this room for manipulation that we're seeing these races just be taken away from people. So when you talk about mail-in, you know, it used to be military. Well, think about it. Military, we're predominantly going to vote conservative. So what a way to water down their vote, frankly. It's, it's, it's pretty shocking. I want to I talk about this election denier thing because for me— And, uh, you know, Ashley, why don't we take a break? And when we come back, let's talk about election denier, because I think the left has used this and not all Democrats, but the progressive leadership. Let's identify them as a small core group of people who are running the show for the Democrats. This this and more said it, Westmore, election denier, election denier. And he was nasty about it. It's okay to challenge the integrity of something when something smells like a big dead fish. Okay? On that note, we're going to be right back. You're listening to Success Happens on Free Talk 930 WFMD. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick. The best for your pool today. When was the last time you had fresh homemade ice cream? Sweeties on the Creek is making ice cream. Stop in and taste our fresh-made selections, including dairy-free and all-natural flavors. Enjoy a fresh cup of coffee with creamy shaker sundae. Taste a new fun flavor or an old yummy favorite. Sweeties, fresh-made from cow to cone. Sweeties on the Creek, just up from Market Street. We're scooping now. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com, a service of Holtzapel Heating and Air Conditioning. Good morning and welcome back to Success Happens. And I have with me today Liz Harrington, spokesperson for President Donald J. Trump. And, you know, we were starting to talk about this narrative. You know, when people own a narrative, it puts you at a disadvantage. And by the way, the Marxist philosophy, the strategy, it's very, very, very brilliant, is it goes in and starts to change the hearts and minds of people through a speaking. So you and I are communicators. That's what we do. We understand the power of the word, spoken or written. And so when people started talking, they, they, they get their little um, verbiage out to all their people. Okay, we're talking election denier, election denier. 
okay? And they said it about Dan. Um, it's on the other side of election denier is election fraud. You know, it's it, election denier, election fraud denier, election denier, election fraud denier. They are the same coin. So this idea of getting people to start, it questions the credibility of the candidate. That's what it does. And puts a question mark in the mind of a voter like, well, you know, is he really this bad guy who just challenges everything and blah, blah, blah. No. When you've witnessed something that's fraud and you know what it looks and smells like, then you are now... and. You know, particularly anybody who's an attorney, you're an expert on this stuff. That's your business. So in the case of, of the Dan and Westmore race, Westmore kept saying, you know, he's an election denier. And that was his nasty kind of attack to demean and diminish a character of somebody, right? It's attacks the character, not the policy, not the positions, but the character. And that's a Marxist strategy. So we have to start to look at that. So when we look at Trump and his endorsements, and those people did very well in the primaries, when it came to this final, you know, churn and burn the voting, you know, wheel to get in false votes and so forth, which we are alleging occurred, and there's plenty of evidence that's out there, um, it then challenges, it not only accomplishes getting their seat and maintaining power potentially in the House, which is devastating to this country. But it also twofold diminishes the character and the power of President Trump potentially as our next leader. Thoughts about that? Well, they're trying to intimidate everybody into not being able to speak out about this, about really a whole host of different topics. It's just to question your government, which is a fundamental right. I mean, we are free people and we are allowed to question whatever we want. And so there that's part of it. Um, but also keep in mind, I mean, these are the same people who literally denied that President Trump won in 2016 for four years. Some of them still do. Yeah, they Den- have amnesia on that. Right. One. They, they and talk about election denial. I mean, Carrie Lake just had her election denied. I mean, she did. I mean, make no mistake. There's no doubt in my mind. She ran a near flawless campaign, really against a non-entity, someone who, just like Biden, refused to debate, refused, stayed in the basement. I mean, Biden, you That know, was their debated. playbook across the country because Wes wouldn't debate Dan either. Exa- well, finally, and, and think about it. If you're comfortable enough not having to get in front of the voters, not having to make your case, you must think you've already got it in the bag because you're not at least you're so you have such a low opinion of the people that you don't have you don't have to make your case. You don't have to uh, defend your record uh, to show why you're a better person for the job. And Carrie Lake went to every single county in Arizona and made her case. She said, ask me anything. And she, it was amazing. And there's no doubt in my mind. And then the, the treasurer of that state wins by like 12 points. You know, easy race. Yeah, the, and yet the one responsible the- for those election <laughs> machines failing, too, by the way. And all the other candidates, you know, just 
oh, they just can't get across the finish line. It, it's absurd. People see what's happening, and they're, they have to be bold and speak up because they want you to just cower away and be demoralized and depressed and everything else. But honestly, they keep proving our point. <laughs> we said the election right, was stolen right, in right, 2020, right. and they keep stealing elections. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, who's in Grant's tomb? Okay, so I... Uh, want to take a break right now. We're going to go to news and weather. I want to thank our sponsors uh, that make this show possible. Sweeties on the Creek, we're scooping now. Flamingo Pool Supply, Indianovich and Associates, and we'll be right back. The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Free Talk, 930 WFMD. Welcome back to Success Happens. It's Jen, and I have with me today Liz Harrington, spokesperson for President Donald J. Trump. But we also have in studio Walter Charlton, who is uh, an attorney, my dad, admitted to the Supreme Court. And he has some information on a recent case that has emerged that I think we all want to learn about because certainly mainstream media is not going to cover this one. So, uh, Dad, do you want to first talk a little bit about your case um, or set the stage with what you're seeing in the case you've done uh, and where we are today on the fraud in in Maryland and across the country? Yes. Uh, actually, I, I think I'd like to mention this Supreme Court case first uh, because I think it's better sequence. But in any case, I learned yesterday about a very, very strange thing. And I have only read this case, not the case, but this is a petition for cert, certiorari to the Supreme Court. Normally, people wouldn't pay much attention to them because you only get about a 700 to 1 chance of being of the Supreme Court taking such a case. But this one is different. This is case number, uh, petition for cert, number 22-380, and I urge all of you to to download this case and read it. Uh, this is a very strange document. First of all, it was filed on October the 20th, 2022. I can say that is true because I'm looking at the file stamp. And... Um, you know, what is really true these days, you have to document because so much is, is fake. But this is not fake. We know that. I'm looking at the whole petition for cert. This was filed by a gentleman in Utah by the name of Roland J. Brunson, petitioner. Filed it himself. And he filed it on October 20th, and we're just now learning about it, which is very strange. At least to me, it's strange. And the other strange thing is that, that is, it looks like they held this from publication. This lawsuit is suing 388 officers of the federal government, including the president, the former vice president, and lots of congressmen including, I noticed, Rand Paul. Now, what they're alleging, what this gentleman is alleging, is that the January 6th situation was not handled correctly 
by the by the government, any part of the government, and that it violated not only his rights but all the rights of everyone participating in the January 6th, quote, insurrection. And now those of us who have researched and know a little bit about the law know this was not any insurrection. That's ridiculous. What was what happened is that a bunch of rabble-rousing and crooked folks interfered with the normal, peaceful uh, presentation at, at which I believe Trump spoke and interfered with it. And the rest of it is all a concocted bunch of nonsense and people are still in jail for it. Well, this guy, Bronson, uh, has taken them all to task for this. And I have to say that I have read a lot of Supreme Court petitions for cert, and this may be the best one I've ever read. I don't know whether this guy's an attorney or not, but whatever he is, he is very, very smart. Wow. And I'm I'm just recommending, I'm not saying any of these facts are true, but they sound true to me from everything I know. What are and, some of the key points in the case that you can speak to? Well, what, I've what only, stands I've out only to you? read it once, and I don't want to get into that because it's very complicated. But... I mean, that's, what that's does it not allege? true. Just a minute. It's not, it's not complicated. It's very simple and cuts through the rubric. What he's saying is that anybody that puts up with treason, and he uses the word treason, any fi- official that puts up with treason is guilty of treason himself. And all these 388 people not only put up with it, they're still putting up with it. So this is a, as far as I'm concerned, if this. So it sounds like he's holding the the Congress and the participants to, to task and accountable for for some part in this. Absolutely correct. That's cutting. That's beautiful, Jennifer. You cut right through it. That's what he's doing. And I haven't. Uh, had my brain cells generate enough to be able to do that. That's that's wonderful. Now, I want to jump now. I'm just saying everybody ought to get this 22-380. Download it and read it, and you'll you guaranteed to learn something. This is only 18 pages long once you get through the issues and stuff. But the issue is only two issues, and basically we've already talked about them. Now. I I now want to talk about the fraud that has occurred in the last three cycles of elections, and I'll be happy to do that. Yeah, let me just mention, guys, what I'll try and do is we'll see if we can pop this into my Telegram so people can download it. We'll try and give the URL on on Telegram, and I'll put it also on Truth Social so that people can can get it. I'll read Um, the caption again, the whole thing. It's... 22-380, it's Roland J. Brunson, petitioner, versus Alma S. Adams et al., and the et al. is 388 officials of the federal government, uh, including uh, former Vice President Pence and uh, the current president. 
Gotcha. I, I noticed that Trump is not in here. <laughs> That's good. So, right. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right. You, what do you want to talk about on the the current situation? Well, on the current fraud, it is also continuing to unravel. Uh, first, a lick at Maryland. Uh, I have no doubt. I'm morally certain. I, although I cannot prove it at the moment because the court has not yet authorized discovery. But I can prove a lot of it. We can prove a lot of it, not I. This is a, a suit on behalf of the people. And it alleges massive fraud all over the whole country as a multi-district action and also in Maryland itself. And the frauds... There are about nine different iterations of this, but if you know anything about crooks and, and fraudulators, uh, you know that they are a very, very clever bunch. Since the dawn of mankind, the people that break the law, they've got to be clever or they'd be dead. So they are clever. So when I say there's nine different kinds of fraud, I mean this morphs the the... As, as the needs arise, the frauds change. And in the last Maryland election and across the country, those nine types of fraud are alive and well. Now, finding exactly how it occurred is difficult. But my guess, and this is not an allegation yet, but we're right on the edge of making it an allegation... My guess at this moment is that the basic fraud in Maryland, which was massive, was seated in and revolved around the printing process of the ballots. I believe at this moment, and it's yet to be refuted, it's also yet to be proven, that the mail-in ballots and the early ballots in which Dan Cox is purported to have lost and the other Republican candidates are purported to have lost, I believe they really didn't lose. I believe that those ballots are essentially something like on the order of 30% fake. That is, fabricated ballots that were signed by people who had no right to sign them, and the people who are now counting, still counting those uh, fabricated ballots, have no way of telling they're fabricated. And they appear to be genuine ballots, but they, they do not check signatures, and they do not, they have no means of checking the addresses. And in fact, there is a coordinated database system whereby run by the State Board of Elections, I believe, we allege, that creates this mass of data that is then fabricated into a, a correct-looking ballots stuffed in an envelope and sent in to be counted. Well, it doesn't make any difference how much paper you count or whether it's paper or not or if you count 10 times the same pile of fake stuff 
you still get a wrong answer. And it's not a little wrong answer. It's a whole lot wrong. This is what we're, out, we're alleging, and hopefully we will uh, be able to enter into some subpoenas and discovery to prove these allegations, which admittedly are difficult because these people so are questions. smart. A couple questions. That's really helpful. So on one instance, um, and we may just go through the break and just keep going because I want to get as much of this covered as we can. The people who are printing these ballots, are they complicit? Well, that's an excellent question. I don't know. You know, printers just print stuff. He who sets the specs on these ballots and he who designs the system are complicit, the heads of this. Now, the system itself, the whole voting system in Maryland specifically is corrupt. It is no good as an accounting matter, on which actually I'm far more expert than I am as an attorney. I know about auditing and stuff from years of auditing. But the, the, the errors that occur are such and so massive in the system that there is no way of proving the Maryland system generates a correct result. I'm telling you, you cannot, you cannot prove it's correct. You cannot audit it because one of the things that Doug Frank has, has uh, come up with, which is beautiful, is that when you're jiggling the numbers in database systems, one thing you can do is you can remove the images of the fake ballots as soon as the thing is certified and you don't have time to do any audit ahead of time. And besides, the envelopes are gone anyway, which are the main thing. Well, you and they should audit. keep the envelopes with so that everything is evidence so that after, you know, within the next 18 months, anybody who wants to challenge these elections can do so. And you haven't thrown out the evidence. Yep. Uh, this should not be complica- complicated. Yes, but let, let me get to the point because the main point is this. If you remove the fake ballots from the auditable media, that is the electronic media, they're gone. And that is the is But the how do you know that they're fake once they're electronic? Well, you don't even know about them. That's the point. You have to do this live on the fly to ever catch it. It's Which a is- very, very sophisticated system that has been developed incrementally since about 2006 that is there is evidence starting in 2006 now it really for really, corruption well i'm not just say talking of corruption i'm talking the fake system has been created and built in increments and it's very very complicit now the the really important question is this where the hell is the Department of Justice and the FBI in all of this? Well, the FBI needs to go away. The answer is they're gone. They're not here when we need them. And this is outrageous. And now jumping back to the case, 
The outrageous part of this is talked about in this case that we talked about. Well, we'll dig more into that over the coming weeks as we follow this. Liz, you know, we have a few more minutes here. What are your thoughts about what, you know, we're seeing here? And I want to bring up one thing, and maybe, Dad, you can speak to this. Neil Parrott's race for Congress. Shout out to Neil. He ran a great campaign. And I believe he won. They showed a loss of votes in his race. Is that not correct? Let me speak to that. Yeah. There is these these data are the data published by the media. So I but the data we have shows that in the second half of his race his votes went down over 500 votes at the same time that the his opponents went up i believe the number is 11,500 so this is an electronic manipulation of the first order exactly what we're talking about that if that number is correct not only did neil parrot probably win he won by a lot and that is provable fraud that is a five-year felony by somebody. Or somebody's, because I don't think anybody's operating on on the solo. This is not unique. This goes through everything through the whole country. That is, even the people, the Republicans that won, they just should have won about twice as bad. That's all. Here's what I... As the case may be. Yeah, here's what I'm... I guess disappointed about that these candidates see the the candidates are afraid to fight the onus is on the candidate in other words if they challenge a race they incur the costs if they can't prove without a shadow of a doubt so this system is set up to protect the bad guys and penalize the good guys well, that's just part of what's ridiculous about it. The whole thing needs to be scrapped and you start over. Now, as luck would have it... As we could go ac- back to an abacus. <laughs> you know, you really don't. <laughs> as luck would have it for about... Since Trump lost, I've been working on a, a patented system anyway. We got... To, it's easy to fix this. This is... This is a hundred-year-old technology you fix it with and and as up de- upgraded into the electronic world. There are many, many people that can fix this system. And I'm talking, when I say the system, I mean the system for the whole country. The whole country system is is constructed to permit fraud. Well, and, and I think... I mean, Back to your point, you call it a national system, then it should be a national system. All these different states who are influenced by politics in these election boards and election offices are 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 setting the the states up for in one state. We have a good election in one state. We have a bad election, depending on who's running things. I mean, that's ridiculous. So I think that we have to standardize and really go back to very simple it's very simple yes you count at the precinct level one by one that's what we used to do and guess what we got it done so it can be done at the precinct level i i I don't personally believe that is the correct 
solution, but it's all the choice you got right now. There's two two things that need to be done. One is scrap the system and do a hand count now because that's the only way you're going to get a right answer and immediately start to reconstruct the system the way it ought to be. Now, I want to say I want to make a slight correction in what you said. The system that we're talking about with the nine frauds is all the way across the country in every state. And it is my belief, not an allegation, because I don't want to be sued <laughs> either, but the same person built the system all across the country and who happens to be the head of the Maryland installed for life election board. We are speaking about Linda Lamone. Linda Lamone, L- Linda indeed, Lamone who needs has to served be all the way across the country and built this system, frankly, that was designed to favor the communists. So Linda Lamone needs to be retired, and we all need to be uh, moving that needle forward so that she she's done and we move on. Uh, we need to change the system in Maryland, and we cannot do it with Linda Lamone sitting on her perch. So I want to say a couple of things. There's something called a HAVA complaint, Help America Vote Act. This was created more than a decade ago. I think it's 2002. We want you, if you witnessed anything as an anomaly, we want you to fill out a HAVA form. And uh, you can send that to uh, natalieabas13 at gmail.com, okay? And she'll get it to the appropriate people. I don't know who else to send it to, so we'll send it to Natalie because she's working on this case. But the HAVA form also, I think, gets submitted to, to the election board offices. But the point is that you have a recourse to state what you saw in a very formal way. And that that form allows for you to say, so in my case, I saw I could not enter my second page of my ballot. It took me four times. And then the young lady said to me, well, that's been happening all day. And she said, just flip it over and try again. I flipped it over and it took it. That's an anomaly. The machine was not working correctly. If you experience that, we need you to fill out a HAVA form and submit it, okay? Keep a copy and submit it. Um, The other thing is these poll books that we talk about, there was a one, I don't believe it was Maryland, but in one of the states, those poll books show the number of voters in a precinct, I believe. Those poll books data have been manipulated and all of a sudden they saw a dump where the and it's on video where all of a sudden the numbers were were rising rapidly in these poll books what that means is they were they were adding in this is my assertion they were adding in a bunch of voters to offset the fake mail-in ballots that you're referring to maybe it's 30 percent that because otherwise in data you cannot exceed your data universe. So you only have so many voters in a precinct. So if you're adding in a bunch of mail-in votes, then you you have to allow for those voters to exist to to in other words, does that make sense? So so you have to increase your voter database in order to allow for this influx of false fake 
mail-in ballots, okay? Fraudulent ballots. Yes, Dad? Just a short comment. I would call that a form of camouflage. In other words, you can't be... And this... When you when you report more votes than you have voters, you know something's wrong. When votes and go down... And we saw that in 2020. Sure. We saw it in 2020. We saw it, I believe, they have it in 2022. And they've... And it, anyway... When you see these crazy things, you, it's an absolute red flag that not only can something go wrong, it is going wrong. And the wrong is fraud, intentional fraud. These machines do not make errors. The people make the errors. So, Dad, what is your case that you're currently running right now? And then how can people support you on that effort? Because, look, guys, one of the challenges in challenging these anomalies or potential fraud is that it takes money. It takes money. There are attorneys across the country who have donated their time and services because they're trying to save our country. So how do people – first of all, what's the case – well, the case is, is Gibson versus State of Maryland, et cetera. Okay. At Al. And, and how people can donate. We have set up a, a nonprofit. Okay. So we're, what we're going to do is we're going to let you go ahead and reach out to Natalie Abbas13 at gmail.com for any details on that because we're coming up at top of the hour. I just really want to thank Liz Harrington for being here. Thank you for the work that you're doing. And thank you for the voice that you are for the president, whom we uh, many of us adore, not everyone, but I do. I know my father does. So, And thank you, Dad, for being here. Walter Charlton, attorney. And you've been listening to Success Happens. Everybody, share this podcast. Go on, like the podcast, rate us. Share it. Make sure people are getting this information. We appreciate you. Have a great week next Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on Free Talk 930 WFMD.